So you're listening to Louie Live. It's Friday night once again, 6 p.m. I'm here every Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. It's a live call-in show at 802-540-6890. We're going to start the weekend off right with a little song by a band called Sticks called Too Much Time on My Hands. So you're going to want to turn it up for this one because this is a goodie.
All right, and that was Sticks with a song called Too Much Time on My Hands. Another oldie, but a goodie. We're going to get around to playing them all right here on the Louie Live Show. Tune in every Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Like I said, it's a live call-in show, 802-540-6890. So, a lot going on in the world. I usually give my independent point of view on things happening in Vermont or in the United States or around the world. Whatever we see on social media. Not much good going on nowadays that they discuss. The Democrats are still uh, escaped from the asylum. They've taken control of the House in Washington, D.C. Trying to take control of the Senate, as we all can see. They've had a couple of days for the Democrats to pitch their side as to why we should all get behind them and impeach the President of the United States of America. You know, the guy that Obama said would need a magic wand to bring the jobs back to America. The guy Obama himself said that we should get used to a flat GDP because that's just the way it is now. That sounds like somebody with a defeatist attitude, doesn't it? Sounds like somebody who spent 24-7 for eight years in the Oval Office doing everything that he could to ruin the United States of America. The proof is in the pudding, folks. And Donald Trump, president number 45, even though the Democrats are doing their best to impeach him on two separate articles, two charges, one is abuse of power. They don't say what he did to abuse his power. Been listening to it for 24-7 for the last three years. Donald Trump abused his power as the President of the United States. And you say, okay, well, how did he do it? Well, uh, 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 then they sidesack the issue and they get on to talking about other things. Like, uh, this is another good one right here, folks. They say, Donald Trump is in Switzerland right now talking about cutting Social Security. Uh, no, he isn't. And what does that have to do with the fact that the Democrats have control of the Senate for a couple of days for as long as they want into the wee hours of the night to discuss the articles of impeachment. Number one, abuse of power, which to this day, three years later, they won't point out what exactly he did. But they're saying, uh, who cares about that? We should focus on the fact that he's in Switzerland talking about Social Security. And all you people out there should hate him for it. Keep to the matters at hand, Democrats. Article number two of the impeachment. He's not cooperating with the impeachment process. 
<laughs> you know, folks, they have these things in this country called your Miranda rights. You could be a serial killer. You could be the guy that shot up that concert in Las Vegas, right? You could be as evil as that POS. And the police will put handcuffs on you. And the very first thing that they say to you is, we're going to read you your Miranda rights. Meaning that you have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say or do will be used against you in a court of law. Right? So, knowing that we have the Miranda rights in the United States of America, knowing that you have the right to an attorney, you have the right for legal representation. The Sixth Amendment guarantees you the right to face your accusers. President Trump has had none of those things. Didn't have any time in the House. His lawyers weren't allowed there. He wasn't allowed to say anything. They weren't allowed to bring in any witnesses. It was all one-sided. They had the opportunity in the House to bring forth any witnesses that their little hearts desired, but they didn't. And why didn't they? Why do they now want to bring all these witnesses to the Senate to drag this on all through the election year and try to ruin President Trump's chances for re-election? That right there, folks, is interfering with an election. So, like I said, why didn't they bring all of these witnesses to the House to testify to impeach the President of the United States? Because I'll tell you why. And you're not hearing this anywhere else. But I'm going to tell it to you like here. Because if they'd have brought all of those witnesses into the House to testify... All the members of the House, Republican and Democrat, would have seen that these people actually have nothing to say against the President of the United States except for the reasons why they hate the President. They have no evidence. The witnesses that they did bring forth in the House didn't witness anything. None of them even met the president, except for one guy. They're both solid witness. They weren't in on the so-called phone conversation to the president of the Ukraine. It was all hearsay evidence. It would be as if you or me went to the house and testified our hatred against the President of the United States, saying that, uh, well, I witnessed any facts? No. Did I ever meet the President? No. Did I listen in on the phone conversation between the President of the United States and the President of the Ukraine? Uh, no, I didn't. 
they'd be like, well, what the heck are you here for? That's what people need to come right out and say, folks. These witnesses didn't witness anything because there is nothing to witness. They didn't listen in on any phone conversations. There was a dozen people listening in on that phone conversation. And there was two people transcribing the conversation. And we have the two separate transcripts. And everybody has reviewed those transcripts. And it says, no words in those transcripts that there was a quid pro quo. And the one solid witness that the Democrats have against the president sat right there and looked Adam Schiff in the eye and he said, what did the president want? And the president was quoted as saying two times, I want nothing, I want nothing. And he said, I want no quid pro quo. Because they have nothing, folks. Absolutely nothing. One thing I've been saying all along, and I saw Trey Gowdy on the Sean Hannity show just last night. And he finally pointed out what I've been pointing out on this show for I can't even remember how long now. But I said, the whole world has seen this video of Joe Biden on stage with a couple of guys. And he was bragging about how the Ukrainians were investigating his son, Hunter. And he told them, if you don't stop the investigation and fire this guy investigating my son, Hunter Biden, you're not going to get your billion dollars or so of aid money. And this is the point that I've been making all along. And Trey Gowdy finally said last night on Sean Hannity, the Ukrainian said to Joe Biden, you can't do this. We're going to call the president. And Joe Biden said to them, go ahead and call the president, but you're not going to get your money until you fire that SOB that's investigating my son. So that is the focal point right there, folks, as I've been saying. And Trey Gowdy finally said last night on Sean Hannity's show, go ahead and call Obama, but you're not going to get your money. Meaning that Joe Biden had Obama's permission to blackmail these third world countries of their relief money unless there was a quid pro quo favoring Joe Biden and President Obama. That's what they need to focus on right there, folks. And that is why President Donald Trump recommended that the Ukrainians reopen their investigation into Joe Biden and his son Hunter. That is his obligation as the President of the United States of America. That is the duty of the President of the United States of America. It doesn't matter if an election is about to start or it is already in process. It doesn't matter which day of the year it is. 
It doesn't matter if the person such as Joe Biden is running for president of the United States of America. None of that matters. The point is Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America. He is the commander in chief. He is the person whose duty and responsibility it is to watch out over the people of the United States of America. And if you have a couple of sleazeballs like Joe Biden and his son Hunter blackmailing people out of their aid money, then maybe they need to bring Joe Biden and his son Hunter in front of the Senate or in front of any judge anywhere. They need to know where this money went to and it needs to be paid back. A lot of dirt been swept up the rug under Obama administration. A lot of dirt was swept under the rug. But we'll get to all of that, and then we'll get to some local issues. And we're starting the show off, and we're already 20 minutes into it. Maybe we'll play another song here. Let's go with a little Led Zeppelin, and this song is called Whole Lot of Love. And once again, my name is Louie, and you're tuned into my show, Louie Live, and we are definitely live, and you're going to want to turn this one up about full blast, because I'm telling you right now, the walls are about ready to bounce like jello in here.
All right, that was Led Zeppelin with a whole lot of love. It's one way to start off the Friday night, isn't it, folks? You know, I may be becoming an old man, right? I'm 60 years old, but I'll tell you, I think I grew up at the right time in history because all hell was breaking loose in the 70s, right? You had... Aerosmith. You had Led Zeppelin. ACDC. Right? Peter Frampton came out. I don't know anybody that didn't have Peter Frampton, Frampton Comes Alive album, do you, back in those days? I remember seeing the movie, The Song Remains the Same, about Led Zeppelin. It's probably on Netflix now or something. or, But I tell you... If you get a chance to see it, it's an excellent movie. Maybe later I'll play a little ACDC. Really kick things in. So, where do we go from there? I saw this article right here. It says, a woman in a wheelchair, 91 years old, was struck by a car in Claremont parking lot. Can you imagine that? Police say a 91-year-old woman in a wheelchair was struck by a car as she was crossing a store parking lot in Claremont, New Hampshire. Police say the driver was a minor, so they haven't released the driver's name. They said she heard a noise, looked back in the rearview mirror, and saw a wheelchair on the ground and a person injured. You know, there lies the problem right there. She said she heard a noise. So it was a young girl driving. She turned around and looked in her rearview mirror. She looked in the rearview mirror, right? So she didn't turn her head around to look to see if anyone was behind the car. She didn't look in the mirror before she hit the person. But after the fact, she looked in her rearview mirror and saw a wheelchair on the ground. Luckily, she didn't kill this elderly person, 91 years old. Can you imagine that? They say, so, what do you contribute your longevity to? Why did you live to be so old, 91 years old? You must have been through a lot of things in life. How is it that miraculously you made it to be 91 years old? And then here... You're crossing a parking lot and some person backs up and runs over you because they didn't even turn around to look. They didn't even look in their rear view mirror. The family members identified the woman as Irene Gray of Escutney, Vermont. They said one of her sons was helping her through the parking lot when the crash happened and she suffered a fractured hip and an arm. Imagine how painful that would be to suffer from a fractured hip in an arm when you're 91 years old. Imagine how long it will take to recover. Hopefully you live long enough to recover. I don't know, folks. One of the worst things they did was put those backup cameras in a car because pretty much nobody turns her head around to look anymore or 
even look in their rearview mirror. A lot of times they're looking in that monitor that shows what's behind you and you're backing up. But if there's something off to the side, the monitor doesn't capture it. But one good thing about my vehicle is that it beeps when it detects something, whether it's behind the vehicle or to the side of the vehicle. It goes beep, 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 and then it flashes in the side view mirrors and everything too, which is pretty cool. But I don't never rely on it though. That's the thing. I saw this article right here. It says uh, Colchester is to consolidate three fire squads. And it says three different organizations that fight fires in Colchester are becoming one big department and paid firefighters are being added to the list of those on call for emergency. Well, that's a good thing, folks, because if your taxes are going to go anywhere, you want to make sure that you do have some firemen on call that can get to your house within a few minutes to put out the fire or an ambulance need be to take care of your medical needs. It says, uh, we were told Colchester Center Volunteer Fire Company, Mallet's Bay Fire Department, and St. Michael's College Fire and Rescue all respond in town of Colchester. And come July, all three will be operating under the town-wide department. The consolidation comes with a budget for volunteer and paid firefighters, and people, equipment, and buildings will be paid for through Colchester's property taxes. Hopefully not additional property taxes, just your regular property taxes you're paying now. According to Colchester town leaders, adding paid firefighters will help fix a dangerous situation, which is a gap in coverage during the day. Because that's one of the downfalls of having volunteer firemen. I mean, these people have to work for a living to pay the bills. So... You might be a few miles from the firehouse, but if they're working at their job, they could be 20 minutes away and they have to get a message, however they do it, where they have a paging system or email alert or whatnot, or if they actually get a phone call, but they have to leave their job and get to your house as fast as they can change into their gear and whatever. Hopefully, they're not 20 minutes away, right? But, sounds like a good situation to remedy. And they're going to use your tax dollars, which is what they're for. Maintaining the infrastructure and whatnot. I've said it a billion times that you can go to your city hall, get a copy of the budget, and you're going to see what everybody makes for a living. And you'll see that the fire department in the city of Burlington, for instance, spends over 90% of their budget on their own salaries and benefits. So doesn't the fire department, the police department, the water department, the street department, all the departments. And in the city of Burlington, if you go over your budget, you've terminated yourself automatically that's why you see like a lot of fire chiefs you'll say 
What happened to the last guy that was fire chief? Well, probably went over his budget and terminated himself. But these people always pop up somewhere else down the road, working for the government someplace else, usually in a higher position, making more money. It's kind of like news people. You ever notice you're watching the news and the person is an anchor man reading off the teleprompter every night? And like I say, these news agencies, they only read off the teleprompter what they want you to know. And it's kind of like a quid pro quo. Seems to be the word of the year, doesn't it? Quid pro quo. So basically what it is is if you news people don't do any really bad articles about us, then later on down the road, we'll give you a nice cushy job. Sound like a deal? And you're like, sure. They had one woman reporter, I believe she was on Channel 3 News. And she left. And now she's working for Green Mountain Power. Hmm, interesting. What qualifies her for that? And then there's Anson Tebbets, who was a newsman, and he left. And all of a sudden, he's working for the state. I believe he's the Secretary of Agriculture. So, just out of curiosity, how do you go from sitting at a desk every night on a news station, reading off of a teleprompter, and then you leave and all of a sudden you're the Secretary of Agriculture for the state of Vermont? Hmm. It's like a 180, isn't it? I don't know, folks. I'm sure it goes like that everywhere. But like I was saying, back to these consolidations of these fire departments, I'm glad that they're taking some of the tax dollars and hiring more firemen and giving some money to the volunteer fire people too because they definitely deserve it. These people put their life at risk to save your home and your family and your pets, which everybody considers their pets as family, so we'll just call them little fur babies, part of your family, cats, dogs, birds, right? Some people have reptiles. That's kind of, that's not my, uh, I'm not into reptiles, but some people are, and uh, they're feeling the love, and they call them part of their family too. <laughs> People out there saying, where the heck is Louie going with this tonight? I don't know, folks. Maybe it's time for another song. Then we'll switch gears into something else. So, we're going to give you a little ACDC here. And this song is called Walk All Over You. 
Once again, you're listening to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. You're going to need to definitely crank this one up also.
follow you. All right, and that was ACDC with a song called Walk All Over You. You know, folks, I think I lost half of my hearing on that one. <laughs> it's pretty loud in here. It's like I always say, it's not really a matter of the loudness. It's a matter of the clarity. So if you're looking for quality music, it's all about the clarity. So that's what you're aiming for when you're out buying a good stereo. And I'm telling you, these people with the Alexa, she can get pretty loud, but it's not quite the same. That's what's good about having your own radio show. Got all this equipment right at your beck and call. You can crank it up as loud as you want. It's all good, folks. If you want to be a part of the station, go to Facebook. Look up my group, Louie Live. Ask to join it. I encourage everyone to join. It's a good place to meet other people that have the same interest as you. It's a good place to showcase your music. If you ever want to come on the show, just give me a holler. More than happy to have you on here. Showcasing your music right on the radio, live every Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Just got to play the clean version. That's it, folks. That's all I ask. Met a lot of good artists, especially rappers. Happy to play their music. Like my good friend Vader the Villain. Very talented, this guy. You can check him out on the internet. Vader the Villain. But, he's got to clean it up a little bit. Then we'll play his music on here all the time. A lot of good local artists right here in Vermont. Some just play jazz. Some are rap. Some are classic rock. But there's a lot of good artists right here in Vermont. So where are we going to go from there? This is something that I talk about a lot. Slavery. It still exists in the 21st century. It still exists right here in Vermont in the year 2020. People say, well, you know, Louie, we need these refugees to do the work that nobody wants to do. And I'm like, well, what is that? And they're like, farming. Nobody wants to do farming. You know, that's the biggest pile of hogwash that I've ever heard. A lot of people love farming. It's their way of life. A lot of people love to listen to country music. Walk around in cowboy boots. Wearing a cowboy hat. Smelling... That cow manure, some people can't stand it. Some people, that's their way of life. But I get tired of people saying, well, you know, Louie, we need to bring in these illegal immigrants to work the jobs that nobody wants to do. Well, you know, folks, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to work, period, anymore. And the higher education that they got, the less they believe in manual labor. And that's why... Nobody wants to clean their house anymore. Nobody wants to mow their lawn anymore. Nobody wants to paint their house anymore. Right? Nobody wants to do anything anymore. And they think that they don't have to because they have a college degree. 
and their manual labor is beneath them. And that's why people can walk in your door and charge you whatever the heck they want to clean their house, to mow your lawn, to paint your fence, to work on your car, to fix your faucet. You're at their mercy. And a lot of these people don't have college educations. But one thing that they do got is a strong work ethic. They have a will to advance any way that they can by doing a hard day's work. And they know that when they go home at night and they sleep at night and you put their head on a pillow, they did something, they accomplished something, and they're proud of themselves. And they look forward to passing that on to the next generation because that's what we used to do in this country, pass that on to the next generation a good work ethic, high morals. And these people coming across the border, refugees, most of them are welfare recipients for life. A lot of them don't want to assimilate. A lot of them are offended by things like the national anthem. Isn't that outrageous? I think that's outrageous. You know, if you're lucky enough to come to this country, you're supposed to assimilate, be a part of the United States. You don't go around teaching people that you're offended by the flag. You're offended by the national anthem. You're offended by our culture. Because as President Trump says, as I've always said, if you don't like it here, you can go back to where you come from and make that a better place to live in, just like we're trying to make America great again. Go home to your country. Make it great. You know, there aren't really any wars going on around the world anymore. So these people can go back to their countries and rebuild, make it a better place. But if you want to come to America legally, as I always say, and be a part of our great country, you're more than welcome to. But as I always talk about slavery, these people are being used for slave labor. And this proves it right here. It says an amendment banning slavery moves forward in the Vermont House. Bingo. Right there. Case closed. But I'm going to read some more. It says, A step forward for a proposal in the Vermont legislation to explicitly prohibit slavery and indentured servitude in the Constitution. The House advanced the proposal on a vote of 145 to 0. I mean, this is the 21st century, the year 2020. Do we even have to actually vote? Really? The amendment passed the Senate in April, and in May, the House held a public hearing on the proposal. 
The proposed constitutional amendment now awaits consideration by the 2021 to 2022 legislature. You know, why does it take so long to pass something this simple through the House and the Senate? Why? Because they're focused on other things like uh, legalizing marijuana. And now I see on the news, because New Hampshire legalized gambling, Vermont wants to follow their suit and legalize gambling. And not only that, folks, Vermont wants to legalize prostitution. I sat here, I don't know how many times saying, the only thing left to legalize in Vermont is gambling and prostitution because the government is the largest employer and there are not enough people in Vermont to pay their exuberant salaries. There's only a little over 600,000 people in the state of Vermont. The government's the largest employer. So a lot of these people are getting paid over $100,000 a year. While other articles I've read about people who work hard and make minimum wage. An article I read last week said that there is nowhere in the United States of America, all 57 states according to Obama. <laughs> I get a kick out of that every time I say it. The guy was president of the United States for eight years and he said there was 57 states in the United States. Wow. Must have got his uh, law degree at the Lori Laughlin Law School. Yeah, that's right, folks. Lori Laughlin Law School. You know where you donate $500,000 and they send your kids a sheepskin in the mail without ever stepping foot on a campus? Yeah, that must be where Obama got his law degree. The Lori Laughlin Law School. So, as I was saying, I read articles here saying how nowhere in the United States of America can you rent an apartment making minimum wage. It is not only that, folks. Not only do you not have enough money after working 40 hours a week getting paid a minimum wage, you cannot afford to pay rent on an apartment. And that's not an apartment either. That's like a studio. And that's not even a studio, folks. A lot of times it's just a room. A room with a bed in it. And a lot of times you don't even have a bed or anything. You have to furnish it yourself. <clears throat> How far we have sunken in this country. So you've got people working for the government making over $100,000 a year. You've got people work 40 hours a week making minimum wage. But yet, these people making minimum wage have to be taxed every week out of their check or maybe every two weeks. And you have to take money out to pay the people that work for the government making over $100,000 a year. 
something not right with that picture, folks. That right there is slavery. Slavery and indentured servants. So now what they refer to them as? It's pretty sad. But like I was saying, they don't have enough people in the state of Vermont to tax. So they have to legalize marijuana. They have to open a brewery on every corner. They've got a distillery opening up on every corner in Vermont now. That's not enough. So they want to tax gambling, legalize it. They want to legalize prostitution. Those people have to pay tax. And all that's going to go into the state coffers. And as I said, you can go to any city, town, village, whatever, get a copy of the budget, and you will see that the majority of your taxes always go to the employees' salaries and benefits. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg, folks. Then, you're not even talking about the retirement fund. People living longer than ever. And in the state of Vermont, what they don't really tell you is that the state of Vermont is in the hole over $4 billion for the retirement fund. And they just keep writing checks and keep putting us further in the hole. You know, a lot of these people, I'm not sure how it is now, but one time I was at a meeting and the mayor was telling the people in the city of Burlington that when you retire, you receive 60% of your salary as your retirement pay. And he told these people, you have a pretty good deal going on there. And you should just like be quiet, sit down and be grateful that you're getting 60% of your salary as your retirement pay. Because otherwise, the cities and the states can get out of the retirement business and hand it over to a private organization. And you're not going to be getting 60% of your salary as your retirement anymore, folks. It's going to be probably less than half of that. It's going to be basically what you contributed. And then maybe they'll match it if you put in so many years, just like any other company has for their 401k plans and whatnot. Yes, sir. But it's all coming to a head. But as far as slavery goes, like I always talk about, it's not just illegal immigrants coming across the border, having to do the jobs that nobody wants. It's also a lot of people that don't have a college degree and they're forced to work for minimum wage. You know, and one guy says to me, well, you know, Louie, if they want more money, they should go out and get more skills. Well, not everybody is fit to go to college. Some people can't pass the SATs. 
Some people don't have the financial backing to go to college. Some people just don't want to go to college. But a lot of people have adopted the philosophy nowadays. Whereas before, the philosophy used to be that you could start at any company at the bottom and work your way to the top. That's how you require skills. But nowadays, people go to college. They walk out with an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree or a bachelor's degree or PhD or something. They got a plaque to hang on a wall and they think the world owes them. They come knocking on your company's door. Hey, I'm here. I got a bachelor's degree or I got a master's. I want $100,000 a year even though I know nothing about your company at all. And you will have to train these people regardless of what they have for a degree. So, having a degree, a lot of people think nowadays that if for some reason you do not get a chance to go to college, then you deserve to live a life of poverty. That's wrong, folks. Definitely wrong to think that way. Okay, so we're starting the second hour of our podcast, Louis Live. Like I said, you can type my name in any search engine, it'll bring up my podcast. Go to my group on Facebook. Louis Live and asked to join. Good place to showcase your music. Where do we go from there? Well, I saw this article, Ozzy Osbourne. He reveals that he has Parkinson's disease. That's not an easy disease to live with. Says that it's not a death sentence by any stretch of the imagination but it does affect certain nerves in your body, Sharon Osborne said. It's like you have a good day, a good day, and then a really bad day. The singer said he has taken medication for the disease, as well as nerve pills. He discussed surgery he had on his neck after a bad fall, which he said also affected his nerves. Well, we wish him well, folks. And they can do some miraculous things with medicine nowadays. This article right here is kind of interesting. It says, uh, sunscreen chemicals exceed safety levels in the bloodstream after single use, the FDA says. Myself, personally, I don't never put on sunscreen I mean, I could be out in the sun and get red as a lobster, but my skin doesn't burn or anything. And a couple days later, I'll start to peel a little bit, but that's about it, though. I don't really believe in sunscreen myself. You know, just for this reason right here that it says that uh, it seeps into your bloodstream after a single use says seven chemicals commonly found in sunscreens can be absorbed into the bloodstream at levels exceeding safety thresholds studied by the Center for 
Drug Evaluation and Research, which is an arm of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Just because an ingredient is absorbed through the skin and into the body doesn't mean that particular ingredient is unsafe, according to Dr. Janet Woodcock, director of the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. Rather, this finding calls for further industry testing to determine the safety and effect of systematic exposure of sunscreen ingredients, especially the chronic use, Dr. Woodcock said. The chemicals commonly used in sunscreens haven't been fully tested for safety, according to Dr. Andrews with the Environment Working Group, a consumer advocacy group. If companies want to keep these ingredients and products, they need to urgently test for potential harm to children and harm for long-term use, he said. Experts in FDA stress the sun links to cancer and aging as well, so sun protection shouldn't be abandoned. If chemical sunscreens are concerned, there are mineral-based products available. The FDA considers them to be generally safe, specifically zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Non-sunscreen options are as followed, including long-sleeve clothing, hats, sunglasses, and staying in the shade and using a little common sense. Like I said, folks, I'm an old Frenchman. I don't really have any common sense. I'm out there in the sun. I'm red as a lobster. But, I mean, I can, like, you know, slap my arm or whatever where I think that I'm, you know, I'm all red and it doesn't hurt or anything. So, just take a ticking. Keep on, <laughs> that's it, no, it's got that wrong. That's the old saying. Take a licking and keep on ticking. That's what it is. <laughs> I saw this article right here. It says a veteran suicide bill moves forward in the U.S. House. It's a bill aimed at preventing veteran suicides. It's headed to the House, the U.S. Veterans Affairs Committee. The Veterans Suicide Prevention Act would direct the VA to put together a publicly available review of suicides by veterans in the last five years. The view would look at a total number of suicides, demographic information, medical information from the VA, and other information to improve the safety and well-being of veterans across the country. This is a very important thing, folks, because a lot of people put their life on the line and they go around the world and they're involved at times in some horrific things and they see and do some horrific things but a lot of it is in the name of protecting the United States of America and its people because as we all know we turn on the TV on a daily basis, we see people out there chanting death to America, and they say the streets will run red with blood, right? Thank God they don't all have the nuclear capabilities that we do, because the president of Iran, for instance, we've seen him on the news countless number of times saying that 
if they obtain a nuclear weapon, they are going to wipe Israel off the face of the planet. And they say the same thing about the United States. You know, there's over 300 million people in the United States, folks. And if they had the capability of killing us all with like one bomb, they wouldn't even blink an eyelash. Pretty much any one of them over there in these third world countries that are proud to go out there and say that they want to kill us all, they most definitely would. So, the United States is in many countries policing the areas, making sure that they don't obtain nuclear weapons that can kill us all here in the United States. As far as Israel goes, they have a lot of nuclear weapons. And they've always wanted to go to war with Iran. Because Iran says if they have a nuclear bomb, they will wipe Israel off the face of the planet. Well, Israel has the right to defend themselves. And they have nuclear capabilities. We don't even know what's going on in Iran. They have nuclear facilities that are capable of making bombs. During the eight years of the Obama administration, they basically told Iran to inspect your own facilities and report back to us. Isn't that insane? These are people that chant death to America. They're working on having a nuclear bomb 24-7. And we tell them to just inspect your own facilities and report back to us. That's not right, folks. I think maybe we should let Israel confront Iran. And if they can't get along, and if they had to go to war with one another, so be it. You know, it's not really our responsibility to play world police. We kind of have to because of how people feel about us. Maybe we should let these people go to war with one another, take care of themselves, right? But like I said, a lot of veterans have seen and done a lot of things. And they have a hard time dealing with it. And a lot of them commit suicide, and that's just wrong. So I'm glad that this suicide bill is moving forward in the House. I'm going to try to keep up to date on it and see how the voting goes. Then I'll read it back to you here on the show as soon as I get it. This is a good article right here. Says uh, Delta Airlines thanks employees with a bonus worth two months' pay. It's pretty nice, huh? A lot of people got bonuses from their companies when President Trump took over office. 
these companies, they have faith that the economy is going to strive again. Consumer confidence is at an all-time peak. Unemployment is lower than it has ever been in the history of the United States. And that's among white people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, men, women, everybody. No other president besides Donald Trump can say that unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. I give him credit for that. This is a person that they want to impeach because they know that the Democrats, they come right out. They're open about it. They want to bring in all these refugees from around the world who can't even speak English, have no job skills. They're welfare recipients for life. They have never paid one penny into the system. But yet, the Democrats bring these refugees here to the United States of America and give them full benefits, more than the American citizen. There's no housing in the Burlington area. But the mayor of Burlington, Miro Weinberger, he's on the news last week saying how he would like to bring in double the amount of refugees that he's allowed to. And you say to the mayor, are you out of your stinking mind? Where are you gonna find housing for these people? Where are you gonna find jobs? You know, our schools as it is now are speaking approximately 34 different languages in the Chittenden County area, from what I've read. Have to hire all of these special education teachers because these people come here from other countries, these refugees, they don't speak English. So you have to hire special educators to speak their language, to educate them. Don't we have enough on our plate besides going out and bringing in more welfare recipients from around the world. And once they do learn to speak English, a lot of them, they're offended by our culture, offended by our flag, offended by the national anthem. They're offended by your dog. That's like where you draw the line right there. You bring in people to the United States that don't like dogs. Man. I can't trust anybody that doesn't like dogs. I don't know, folks. Time for a new mayor, that's what I think. One little dirty thing going on right here in Burlington now is uh, City Councilor Kurt Wright. He's a Republican. He's been involved in city politics forever. I don't know what he's ever accomplished. He's been the front runner for a voter runoff. That kind of bit him in the butt when he ran for mayor and he lost because of voter runoff. 
in all the cities across the United States, it takes like 30 signatures to get your name on the ballot to run for mayor. But Kurt Wright led that charge again, from what I remember. So now to run for mayor of the city of Burlington, I think it's 150 signatures that you need to get your name on a ballot instead of 30. But you see, Kurt Wright, he has a radio show that he shares with someone else. And he's on in the morning on a local radio station. And to run for city council to seek re-election, they want him to step away from his radio show. They see it as a conflict of interest. Well, he doesn't want to step away from his radio show. So he's on the news the other night telling people that they could write his name in if they want him to be reelected for a city councilman. And he said that he's got a bunch of people out there Republicans doing what they can to get people to write his name in so he get reelected. Seems kind of dirty from my point of view. I mean, step away from your show and run for city council or you don't. But you shouldn't have people going out doing your dirty work for you. But that's politics nowadays. And in the city of Burlington, it's pretty much always been that way. I saw this article right here. The Vermont Attorney General, T.J. Donovan, is hosting a rally for Senator Bernie Sanders. Now that seems like a conflict of interest right there. That's showing us that the Vermont Attorney General favors Bernie against any other presidential candidate. Seems a bit biased. Seems like a conflict of interest. Says Donovan is showing support for Sanders at the St. John's Club. This past Thursday, which was yesterday, from 5 to 7 p.m. It's being called a barnstorm to encourage people to join the campaign to get Sanders to the White House. Get Sanders to the White House. Uh, hello, Bernie Sanders been at the White House for about 30 years, riding the gravy train, and... He's only accomplished two things in the past 30 years being at the White House. And that's the renaming of two libraries, which I'm sure they could have done without him, right? Figure what that adds up to. Bernie Sanders and his administration over the past 30 years. Millions of dollars to accomplish what? Renaming two libraries. And if that's not bad enough, folks, you have Senator Patrick Leahy. And according to the Seven Days newspaper article that I read, and I'm sure it's in their archives and you can go there and research it, 
read it for yourself. If it's not, you can contact Seven Days Newspaper and ask them to email you a copy of it because what it said was in 1978, right? It's about 40 years or so ago. Long time. Patrick Leahy purchased a home in Virginia, which is okay. He could purchase a home wherever he wants. But he claims residency there. And his mail goes there. But yet he is a representative of the state of Vermont. And according to the laws in the state of Vermont, if you want to represent the state of Vermont politically, you have to reside in the state of Vermont over half of the year, which he doesn't. Claims his residency in Virginia. Just think of the money that we spent on Patrick Leahy and his administration over the last 40 years. He should be prosecuted for fraud and paid all back. I've always been an independent, but I'm sure there's a lot of Democrats out there who would just love to fill in Patrick Leahy's seat. People that actually do reside in Vermont for six months or so out of the year and deserve that seat and not Patrick Leahy. Or Bernie, who's always saying on his commercials, you seen his commercials? He says, you know, the problem with healthcare industry in this country is because it's controlled by the government. And that's the problem with healthcare. The government controls it. Well, uh, hello, Bernie. You are the government. You have been for 30 years or so in Washington. He talks about the government as if he's not a part of it. As if he's never been a part of the government. You know, like I say, don't take my word for it. You know, next time Bernie has a commercial on TV, just listen to him. Always saying the problem with everything is the government. Well, he is the government. Patrick Leahy has been the government, the longest sitting senator in the history of the United States of America. Do people ever wonder why things never get better? Because you have two guys like this been sitting in there for a combined total of about 100 years. And the only thing Bernie's ever accomplished in over 30 years is the renaming of two libraries. Insane, huh? And then you got this guy, T.J. Donovan, who's the Vermont Attorney General. Got to have some type of degree for that, don't you? You have to be an educated person. And this guy hosted a rally for Bernie. Uh, TJ, if you're listening out there, you know that there's a lot better candidates for that position out there. Maybe even yourself. Take a look in the mirror and say, hey, could I do a better job than Bernie? I mean, I'm the attorney general. I could step up to that position. That's how Patrick Leahy got started, right? He was the attorney general, ran for office, got in, been there ever since. He's the longest sitting senator in the history of the United States of America. <sighs> Peter, 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 Peter Shumlin, former governor. Now this guy, this is scary because we're actually going to agree on something here. Former Vermont Governor Peter Shumlin will be in New Hampshire campaigning this weekend for Joe Biden. That 
I don't agree with. But the fact is that he is not supporting Bernie Sanders. The last time around that Bernie ran for president, nobody in the state of Vermont supported him. From day one, they all went public and said they were supporting Hillary Rodham Clinton. Ow. That was a big knife stuck in right in the back, wasn't it? And then at the last minute, when Bernie was going to get the Democrat nomination for president, Hillary came along and donated $20 million to the DNC because supposedly they were broke, right? Broke. And they gave the nomination to Hillary instead of Bernie. Corruption at its finest, folks. You know, the DNC four years ago was broke. Hillary gave them $20 million. But now you've got these people crawling out from the woodwork. You got Pete Buttigieg, right? Mayor of a little town in Indiana. He didn't run for re-election because when he had a rally there last year, everybody was booing him. Because the people in his own town hate this guy's guts. Seriously. So, no way in hell he was going to even think about running for re-election. Because they'd say, if this guy can't get re-elected for mayor in his own town, why the heck should anyone vote for him for president of the United States? You know why people are voting for him, folks? Because he will be the first gay married president. People jump on those bandwagons. Myself, personally, I would never vote for anybody because of their sexual preference. I vote for the person that I think is best qualified for the job. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. doesn't matter. If I think this person is the best candidate for the job, I will vote for that person. I don't know, folks. So how is it that this guy, Pete Buttigieg, mayor of a town in Indiana where nobody likes him, in the last quarter, he raised over $22 million. Wow. Hillary gave the DNC the last cycle $20 million. And this guy, a mayor from Indiana that nobody likes, has raised $22 million in the last quarter alone. Joe Biden, they said he didn't have any money. And he says, don't worry, I'll get money. Well, in the last quarter, he raised something like $24 million. Where did that money come from? Where are all these people like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and all these people, where were they getting money from? You know, there's like two dozen or so Democrats that were running for president, people I never even heard of. And these people are raising tens of millions of dollars. Well, folks, that's called donations from the crime world that they all so openly and proudly represent. They're right on TV, every one of them. If I'm the president, I'm going to drop the borders. 
going to flood this country with people that hate us and want us dead. You know those people you turn on the TV and see for decades? They want to come here and kill us all? So these Democrats, every one of them are saying, if I'm the president, I'm going to drop the borders. going to let those people come right over and kill you and your family. Sure, no problem. Going to make the whole country a sanctuary country. Going to bring them all over here from all over the world. Going to give them welfare for life. Right? I don't even care if they want to speak English. I don't care if they hate us, want us all dead. As long as they vote Democrat. And keep re-electing the same people like Bernie Sanders and Patrick Leahy time and time again. Till the day they die. Yes, sir. One thing, the problem I've always had with immigrants is that whether they're here legally or not, they should all get their immunization shots. Because like I said, we've got diseases coming across the border that we haven't seen in 50 years. Polio, tuberculosis, mumps, measles. Because those diseases weren't here, folks. Somebody's bringing them in. And if you're coming to the United States, it's required to have your shots. And if you leave the United States and go to certain countries and stuff, it's required that you have your shots. Because what are we seeing now? Coming across the border from China, they're assuming, is this corona disease, right? Who'd ever thought that you could get a deadly disease by drinking Corona? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. I'm ta- talking about Corona, the beer with the lime flavored. I could drink maybe one or two of those, but I tell you, if I had to drink a six pack, I think it would kill me. Uh, you know, <laughs> all flavored beer is like that. And the same thing with whiskeys and whatnot. But like I said, the show on the news They have this corona disease over in China. They think they've pinpointed it to a couple of stores where they think it originated. And they're spraying the cities with God only knows what. And they show the pictures and it looks like these cities are being inundated with a fog. A fog of disease-killing chemicals that God only knows what they are. But over in China, there's billions of people and uh, they're so used to pollution over there because they got all of our jobs, thanks to Bill Clinton and NAFTA. They don't really have any EPA rules and regulations over there. So, you know, some days the uh, pollution is so thick you can cut it with a knife. And they show people walking down the street all wearing face masks because of the pollution. And a lot of them want to come to the United States and have babies, anchor babies, they call them. And that baby is an automatic citizen of the United States. That's big business. They showed on the news the other night that people coming to the United States are paying an average of $80,000 each 
to come here while they're pregnant and have a baby that will gain U.S. citizenship. $80,000. Imagine that, folks. You know, like I said, Bill Clinton created NAFTA, sucked all the jobs right out of this country. And these people over there are working for nothing. Slave labor is big over there. There's not really any EPA laws, no rules, no regulations to protect you. They're making money hand over fist over there for decades. They're sitting on mountains of money. And now they're willing to spend $80,000 to come here and have a baby to gain citizenship. And then those anchor babies can bring all the relatives over here from wherever they come from. That's called chain migration. President Trump's trying to put a stop to that, and I sure hope that he does. Like I said, you can go out to Irvine, California, where one of my daughters and her family lives. And the Asians over there have taken control. And they're building all of these houses, multi-million dollar houses. And they're paying cash. And those houses are sitting there empty. So now, all of a sudden, your property is being reassessed. And your house is worth a million dollars or so. And guess what? You might not be able to afford the property taxes and stuff anymore. So you're forced to sell. And move. Or if you can't sell your house, you might end up losing it. And sometimes people end up living out in the streets. They're homeless. And you see that throughout California. It's a shame what has become of California because it is controlled by the Democrats. California used to be a red state and had one of the highest middle-class populations in the country and things were good. And then Democrats migrate to a state like that. They change the zoning districts. They run for office, they gain control they flip the state and it turns blue. And now, all the rich people from around the world are moving into California and taking it over. And the average person is forced to move out of the state entirely or go live in the street. That's got to stop, folks. We're going to go to a song here. We've got probably about 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, this one right here is an old song by David Bowie and it's called Five Years and once again you're tuned into Louie Live and I'm your host Louie and we are definitely live. Bye. Bye. 
song went out to the Democrats out there who are going around telling everybody in the world that we have 12 years. That's it. AOC, Bernie, that little girl from Sweden or wherever she's from. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would be listening to this kid. I mean, she should be in school in her own country. But nope, she's over here being used by the Democrats to go out there and pull at the heartstrings of the naive and the gullible, thinking that we have 12 years left, are all gonna die due to climate change. Yeah, remember when Jimmy Carter used to go on TV when he was a president and he used to tell everybody to wear your sweater and turn your thermostat down because we're going to run out of fossil fuels by the year 2000. You know, folks, here it is, year 2020. And we got so many fossil fuels underneath the United States that we're the number one producer of fossil fuels and natural gas in the world. Isn't that crazy? 
Somebody ought to go to Jimmy Carter and say, why'd you lie to us like that? Jimmy, come on, right? Oh, I tell you, Hillary Clinton's out there hating on Bernie Sanders. She's telling everybody that, uh, this is what she says, in a documentary on Hulu premiering next month, Hillary Clinton blasts Bernie Sanders' records saying nobody likes him and nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. That's the only thing that Hillary's ever said that I agree with. <laughs> nobody likes him and nobody wants to work with him. Reminds me of that character they used to have on Saturday Night Live. Remember Stuart Smalley? He used to say, I'm nice, I'm funny, I'm intelligent, and I like myself, and whatever he used to say. Remember him, Stuart Smalley? Okay, so, got a few minutes left. About 10 minutes. You see Peter Welch. He visits the South Burlington food shelf. The new food shelf in South Burlington got a visit from Congressman Peter Welch this past Tuesday. Welch heard from volunteers, local officials, and high school students about the need to take on hunger in the city. They had to tell this guy. This another guy has been involved in politics most of his life, right? And he has to have these school children telling him about the needs of hunger in the city of South Burlington. Peter Camoli, the director of the nonprofit, says he's asked why there is a need in the community considering the booming local economy. The economy's booming, folks. And when that happens, what happens? Price of everything goes up. Price of milk goes up. Price of gas goes up. You know... I saw this article last week saying the national average for the price of gasoline was about $2.40 a gallon. But here in the city of Burlington, the price just keeps going up and up and up. You know, the average in Burlington is like $2.71 for a gallon of gasoline. But the national average is about $2.40. People say, well, you know, Louie, because... This is another for instance. The price of gas down in Middlebury has always been 10 cents a gallon cheaper than Burlington, and it's 20 cents a gallon cheaper down to Rutland. And people say, well, you know, Louise, because they have to haul that gas up to the city of Burlington in tractor trailers, and that's why it costs more. Uh, no, folks, that's a bunch of BS because uh, I'm talking to you from Flint Avenue, and right down the road are these great big fuel tanks. And the railroad tracks is right in our parking lot. They pull those trains up to those tanks. The gasoline is on these tanks, home heating fuel, whatnot. They store it in these tanks right here. Comes off of the trains right in our driveway of the radio station. So they are not hauling it up here from Rutland. It's vice versa. We are hauling it from here down to Rutland. So therefore, logically thinking, the price of our gas should be 20 cents a gallon less than in Rutland in Middlebury, right? Yeah. 
So all these people say, well, you know, they got a hall. No, no, get your facts straight, folks. Come down to Flint Avenue, go across the tracks, look down on the right. You're going to see these great big tanks with the trains pumping the gas into those tanks to store them, right? Uh, I tell people, don't listen to me. Get in the car, come down to Flint Avenue, see for yourself. And then you got Peter Welch, congressman of Vermont. He's over at the food bank. It's a new food bank. And the high school kids have to tell him about why there's a need. Because like I say, the economy's booming. Landlords are raising your rent. People are raising the price of your gasoline. Everything goes up. But the minimum wage in Social Security doesn't keep up with inflation, folks. I've read an article saying that nowhere in the United States of America can you rent an apartment when you make minimum wage. A lot of these people are working two or three jobs. It's not right. It's not right at all, folks. You know, we need to build more affordable housing. And I've always said, if you go down to the Intervale Farms on Riverside Avenue, you could build a thousand units of affordable housing like nothing down there. You wouldn't even know it exists. But it's not going to happen because there's a handful of people that own the real estate throughout the state of Vermont. And people are basically at the mercy of these landlords. And one thing too, if you're making minimum wage, it's not only the fact that you can't afford the rent. You might not have good enough credit to get an apartment because a lot of times the landlords, pretty much all the time, they'll do a credit check on you. And if your credit's not up there, they won't rent you the apartment. That's discrimination, isn't it, folks? But a lot of people will buy properties with government money. They'll renovate these properties with government money. And they will rent the apartments to people that are subsidized with government money at an inflated price because they know that check is going to be in the bank every single month being subsidized by Uncle Sam, which is you and me, folks. We are the ones that are always paying the bill. I think that's pretty insulting when Congressman Peter Welch goes to a new food bank and he has local officials and high school students telling him about the need to take on hunger in the city. It's very insulting. According to Carmoli, one out of four is the state average. He blames the high cost of living in Chittenden County 
that doesn't match salaries. Exactly. And it never will because of greed. This article right here says uh, President Trump is to attend the anti-abortion rally in Washington, D.C. The White House says President Donald Trump will become the first president to attend the annual anti-abortion gathering in Washington called the March for Life. President Trump has made a priority to embrace social conservatives, particularly on the issue of abortion. He has sent members of his administration to speak at the march, and he has spoken via a video link. He's going in person to this week's event. See you on Friday, big crowd, Trump tweeted this past Wednesday as he returned to the White House after a trip to Switzerland. I say more power to him. You have to save these little babies that are being aborted. Bernie Sanders and the Democrats are going around saying how we, the taxpayers of the United States, have to pay for abortions around the world to help control climate change. Can you believe that? And there's people out there, members of the New World Order, who say that we have to decrease the population of the earth by approximately 2 billion people. Can you imagine that? How are we going to wipe out 2 billion people around the world? Uh, Maybe with this coronavirus, right? That'd be convenient. People are all insane, you know. It's always said you should have to pass a psychiatric evaluation to even get your name on the ticket. I hope that people consider that because what we've been seeing going on in Washington, D.C., I mean, these people are rambling on and on and on and on about impeachment and they're saying how they don't believe that you have to commit a crime to be impeached. They think that if you abuse the power of your office, that right there is grounds to impeach a president. Well, they're not talking about any president. They're talking about Republicans because Democrats are the only ones basically saying this. And even some of the Republicans have said this in the past. They have them on video. But these people are rhinos, Lindsey Graham and those guys. I mean, come on. People should have been booted from the GOP decades ago. But they're all still riding the gravy train. But if you want to impeach somebody for abuse of power, they say, because that person might not like you and they might start, like, shunning you. So that's abuse of power and that's reason to impeach somebody. You know, we have laws in this land, folks, and we have courthouses. And people have to actually break laws to be imprisoned or prosecuted. But one thing I want to say before I go is that talking about obstructing Congress, the Democrats want to impeach the President Donald Trump for obstructing Congress. Well, let's say, for instance, the House passes a bill 
And then the Senate passes a bill. This is very important. Pay attention to this, folks. Now, you're not going to hear it anywhere else either. So the House passes a bill. Then the Senate passes a bill. And then it comes to the president's office. Doesn't matter who that president is, whether it's Bill Clinton, George Bush, Donald Trump, Obama, doesn't matter. So the president doesn't like the bill that was passed by the House and the Senate and vetoes it. Well, couldn't you consider that obstructing Congress? Bam! Most definitely you could. But can you impeach a president for obstructing Congress if that's how you define it? By vetoing a bill that was passed by the House and the Senate. That is obstructing Congress, but you cannot impeach the president because there'd be no point of having a president then, right? I'm going to let you go, and I'll see you back here next Friday. Hope you all had a good time today, and I'm going to leave you with a little Billy Idol, eyes without a face. Have a good weekend. Bye. Not much, you. I know.